The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. Yes, and it's Gordon Damer in for Dave on this Saturday morning. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. And yes, Aaron Judge is still at 60 home runs, but, uh, you know, watching the game last night, it kind of occurred to me, could you imagine how many home runs Aaron Judge would have if he got to face Garrett Cole on a regular basis? Whoa! 80! 90! Do I hear 100? Yeah, it would certainly be more. Uh, it would it'd be higher than, uh, especially if if he didn't get a strike call that he thought he was supposed to get on a giant like Aaron Judge. Oh, well, who knows? Maybe we'll find this out next year. Maybe this will be next year. Because Aaron Judge, in case you haven't heard, is going to be a free agent. I know. It's it's really you would think that that would be a lot more uh, in the forefront. But all right, look, we got to get into the Jets because uh, Jets and Bengals tomorrow, big game for the Jets. Is it possible that the Jets could be sitting here at 2-1? and one? When you got the news that Zach Wilson went down, you're thinking to yourself, well, there goes another season, right? By the time he gets back, what's the season going to look like? What's the record going to look like? And, and at least originally, you thought, all right, well, maybe he plays that first week. But then when you got the news, oh, no, he's not going to play to at least week four. You're going to be 0-3. The season's going to be already on the skids at that point. But they go out last week. They get a miraculous win, and it has made people lose their ever-loving minds. And you know what? This would be one thing if it were just simply like fans, because fans are supposed to be maniacs. I get it. And after the last five years, last 10 years of the Jets, you know, you'd be willing to sell your – you'd let your grandmother be the quarterback if you thought it would help you get a win or two. But this week, this idea, if Joe Flacco keeps playing well and the Jets win on Sunday, he should stay the starting quarterback. There's one big problem with that statement. If he keeps playing well, he has not played well. Outside of two minutes in the fourth quarter against the Browns, that's what you're basing organizational decisions on? Come on, people. Week one, he threw the ball 59 times. After the game, the offensive coordinator said when he saw that, it made him sick. And until the final two minutes of that game on Sunday against Cleveland, Joe Flacco was 19 of 33 for 184 yards and two touchdowns. That is not playing well. But hey, let's scrap the plan. Let's scrap the plan. We might win another game with Joe Flacco. If they win another game... And again, this isn't on the Jets. The Jets haven't said this. This is media people and fans that are saying this. You've lost your ever-loving mind. So two games without Zach Wilson has been enough for you to move off Zach Wilson. Because if that's what, if you're saying, oh, I'm sticking with Joe Flacco because he's the hot hand, well, then you're saying, I have no faith in Zach Wilson. So 13 games is enough. That's it. Second pick in the draft, 13 games, over and out. That's see, I don't know. I know I get the 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 claim that you know, oh, you got to be more patient. You got to be more patient, and I'm not patient enough. That to me seems like you should probably be a little bit more patient. And I'm not saying there's not questions about Zach Wilson, but those questions, the answer to those questions is never going to be Joe Flacco, never, never. And this would be one thing if 
It was like a 49er situation where you have a backup who's played well for you in the past. Again, Joe Flacco has not really played well. It's not like he's come in and been, oh, my gosh, this, guy, this guy's got a lot left in the tank. I can tell you one thing. Until two minutes against the Browns, no one anywhere was saying, you know what? We really got to stick with this Flacco guy. What are people talking about? You're already ready to give up on Zach Wilson. I mean, that, that is, that is, that, that'll make your head spin. That is fast, people. That is fast. Because it's not like he's come in and played poorly and you had to go to the back. No, he got hurt. And look, the health thing, it's a big thing. I, I get it. You, I, I am not trying to portray it in any way that you don't have major questions about Zach Wilson based on how he played last year and the fact he's hurt again now. But you got to find out about him. And you can't find out about him by starting Joe Flacco. So anybody anywhere who is saying, you know what, this got to give it more time with Joe Flacco, more time with Joe Flacco. Come on. Come on. On the, on the, the night show with Larry, we had a call like a couple of weeks ago, and, and they asked, you know, how do the Jets get to, 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 to get to a state where they're not like the, the, the butt of the joke? Well, and, and look, this again, this is not on the organization because the organization's not done this. You can't be saying things like this and not be the butt of the joke. Saying, hey, you know what, let's, let's stick with our 37-year-old backup quarterback who finally won a game for us after, what was it, he was 0-6 coming into that one? I mean, come on. All right, let's go back to the phone, shall we? 1-800-919-ESPN is the uh, telephone number. Ryan is in uh, Pearl River. Ryan, you're next up on 98.7 FM. It is high. It is far. G-Man. Hey, Ryan. You know, when October rolls around and um, the autumn breeze comes in, the Met fans might be more upset about the uh, Jordan Montgomery trade than the Yankees are. Just throwing something there out there for the Met fans. Um, listen, I just want to make a comment quickly. If I caught that 60th home run or the 61st, I put it up for bid. I want money for that ball. I don't. I, I believe it's like a brainwashing. The ball belongs to Judge and this and that. They did the same thing with McGuire. You know, the ball belongs to McGuire. No, it doesn't. No. You catch the ball. You catch yeah. the ball. You you put it up for bid. Yeah, let's face the facts. Think times are hard too today, and you know, inflation, bills, and stuff. People are really hurting hard. You take that money and run. And we don't know the background of the people, but they do catch the person in the moment and stuff. And I noticed they also, you know. The, press was interviewing him to me it looked like a hostage tape when they were pre- interviewing the kid who caught the ball uh, uh, how, how are we we lost i think we lost ryan there all right uh i'm not sure how that <laughs> he just got i think it was like the oscars he just got to like played off there that was very strange um yeah i mean the thing with the ball well, look if you're if you're okay with giving up something of value because you're in the moment i mean that's on you right i mean it, the kid who gave up the 60th home run, I hope later in life he does not regret that. But it does kind of feel like when you get, you know, he's 20 years old, when you get a little later on in life and you realize, you know, you're not living at home, you're, 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 you're you know, see what bills cost and everything else, I think he might regret that. And look, and for Judge, all you have to do, if he would have hit 61 the other night where it was like the one to hit it into Monument Park, you, you don't have to worry about any fans, right? The team will be able to recover that, and and you just have to hit it there. But no, for the fan, absolutely, you should take that money. You you basically you won the lottery. If you get that ball, what you do is you get get the ball secured, 
get out of the stadium as soon as possible, go home, and, uh, you know, you make your decisions about how you're going to cash in on it. I don't think that's, I don't think that's that hard to, uh, to, uh, to understand. And I do think I – knew, I knew a guy who his friend caught a um, – it was not like a, a magical – it was the first home run of somebody on the team. Uh, and they did have personnel come up to him and say, you know, we'd like the ball if you want to make a, a deal. And they let him. It was a Met game. It was a Met player. I can't remember who. It might have been Jeff McNeil. I'm not sure. Um, but they brought him into the clubhouse and they brought him in like into the equipment room. And they said, you can, you know, you can take what you whatever you want from the equipment room. It's yours. You can get it autographed and, and away you go. And, and he made the, tra- the trade. And it's up to you. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that it's wrong. I know for me, I would not be giving it up for an autograph and a picture, but that's me. If you're okay with it, that's life. You get to make your own decisions in life. Uh, let's go to Buddha's in the Bronx. Buddha, you're next up on 98.7 FM. <laughs> Gordon, you know you had a funny line right there. What's you that? said if you catch that ball, you get out of the stadium. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. no, you run, you run wow. for the hills right away. That <laughs> As easy as you think it is. Yeah, no, I mean, well, the kid the other night, the kid, they were all still in the scrum, and the kid was already gone. He had that approach was right. As soon as he got the ball, he got out there as soon as, you know, you, it is going to be a little bit like beyond Thunderdome and that, if he hits it into, you know, those sections. I know a couple of people who went to the game, and they went about eight feet. <laughs> yeah. And they've been going for, listen, I mean, woo, <laughs> You catch that ball. Uh, this next ball coming up, you catch that ball. You better be able to throw some joints. You're going to have to be like Earl Campbell up. back in the day. Your jersey's going to be ripped off. Your hel- you're going to be putting your helmet down. Yeah, no no question. <laughs> All right, listen, I don't know if you're a fisherman like myself, but I see you throwing out the bait. So, you know, I'm going to play like a bluegill, and I'm going to bite very quickly. You know, with this Jets conversation and, and, and the quarterback. Like, listen. First of all, I agree with you, and you know why I agree with you. It's not necessarily that I need to see more of Zach Wilson to know what he is, but I kind of want that book to be, you know, open, closed, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, packed up on the shelf. But now when you say it's the fans, and not necessarily the fans, uh, or you say it's the media, and you say it's not necessarily the team, i got to be a little more scrutinous of what you're saying with that in terms of maybe it's not coming from Joe Douglas, but did you see Robert Sala's response to Joe Flacco after they won that game and some of the things that he said? I mean, oh, I'm sure you, know, you get caught up in the moment, right? He's been caught up in the moment a couple of times. I mean, if I was him, me personally, I can't evaluate anything that's going on with the Jets until we get to, like, midseason, because that game was a fluky situation. Absolutely. I'll say this much. Well, what happened bad for the Jets was that game on Thursday night. I mean, the Jets needed Mitchell Trubisky to still stay out there and look slightly functional, because if they go to this rookie, they're not going to – the Jets have no film on him, and you can see him coming out there and throwing for 300 yards. I mean, Pittsburgh looks horrible. You know, that was a game that you put your thumb on, like, look, they can win this game. But, you know, you need him Trubisky to come out there and, and not be as bad as he was. I mean, you know, that, that's a bummer because not, I'm pretty sure they're going to make the no, move. No, I mean, after the but, I don't know, maybe Tomlin changes his mind, but after the game, he said definitely no, he's not changing quarterbacks. Trubisky, Trubisky is his guy. We've heard that before. From I know, but so, you know, he'd have to really go back on it in a very short period. Look, at some point, Pickett's got to play. I agree with you. And, I, and then for me, it would be the next game we played because I've seen enough of Mitch Trubisky. 
but it seems like for the Steelers, they're uh, they're they're set. Uh, you know, I'd be very surprised if Tomlin turned his his uh, his opinion around that quickly in one game. But you know what, though, Gordon? Like, really, to be quite honest with you, you know, even for me personally, I, I don't have any other Jets fans. For me, I mean, obviously, you know, Joe Flacco's not your future, and he's not really your present. You got to play um, Wilson, you know, for good, bad, worse, or indifference, whatever way you feel about it. But you know. A lot of this stuff, man, you know, what, what annoys me in terms of, man, I'm going to defend Wilson. You know, like, it's the same stuff like with Donald. You know, these guys, they don't they don't have – you talk about the fans don't have patience. The coaching staff, in a lot of ways, they don't have patience, too, because of their underperformance. You know, it's always easy to blame everything on the player and all this other stuff. But let's be honest, man. When you look at the Jets' schedule, all right, the Seahawks, you could possibly win that game. We don't even know what the Broncos are. You know, the, the Packers and some of those other games, they're not going to win those games. But you in this division right here. You have got to be able to at least split with the Dolphins and the Patriots. And I'm going to be honest with you. The Jets coaching staff owes the Patriots because they didn't lose to the Patriots last year. The yeah, Patriots put up 40 burgers yeah. twice, and they embarrassed them. And that's where the focus for me is. And when I see that, then I'll start seeing you turning something around. This fluky win and all that, that was nice. It was fun to celebrate, you know, for a day. But what the hell did that really mean? In no, the it's, it's, it's not. The Browns yeah. are not a good team. No. And, and, and look, you, and Buddha, thanks for the phone call. I mean, you take it, right? When you're, you're any NFL team, you take a win like that. Um, but uh, it's not repeatable, right? Uh, it's not something that you can say, well, you know, what, what we'll do again this week is that we will just simply fall behind early and we'll just wait for, you know, miracles. to I mean, not just one miracle. I mean, multiple miracles. Missed extra point. Onside kick. 66-yard touchdown pass uh, to a guy who's not covered by anybody in, in the state uh, of Ohio. Uh, it's not really a repeatable thing. And, you know, Buddha started by saying, you know, uh, oh, you know, you're throwing out the bait. I'm a Dolphin fan. I, I'm the Jet fan enemy. I hate the Jets. So... As a Dolphin fan, I am saying, please keep Flacco as the cup. Keep Flacco. Yeah, absolutely turn to Flacco. Keep with him. Ride him a couple more weeks. Ride with him week five against the Dolphins. Please. I'm hoping. Yes, that would be great. That would be great. I'd, I'd love that. That would be fantastic. So that's just my, my honest opinion. This is not like I'm, you know, trying to, 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 to work some swerve or try to throw out something just to get people riled up. I can't believe that people – it would be one thing if Flacco went out there and had this amazing once-in-a-lifetime type of game. He had a great two minutes, a great two minutes. But two minutes is not the full game. And, and to me, this idea that it's almost been like ingrained into the conversation. Well, if Flacco keeps playing well, he played well for two minutes. He didn't have like some complete great game. Again, he had, up until that point, he had thrown for 184 yards and you were down 13 points with two minutes to go. That was not a great game. Uh, all right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, 1030, of course, we got Stump Rothenberg. I will do my best to fill in for Dave once again. Last time, speaking of miraculous performances, wow, I did incredible. So we'll have to see if we can keep pace with that. Coming up, more of your phone calls on the Yankees, the Mets, the Jets, everything. Coming up next, it is Gordon Damer in for Dave, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. 
Hey, stream live sports and original content with ESPN Plus today. You get access to the award-winning 30 for 30 library, unrivaled UFC access, including exclusive pay-per-views and live coverage of 35 PGA Tour events each year. Get the ESPN Plus and Disney Disney Plus bundle, and you can watch the ESPN originals, the 30 for 30s, the entire Disney and Marvel library, and a whole lot more. Stream anytime, anywhere. Go to ESPNNewYorkBundle.com to learn more. All right, Gordon Damer in for Dave on this Saturday. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. We've got to run through some calls here because we've got to clear some lines because at 1030 it is Stump Rothenberg. So let's go to Brian in New Jersey. Brian, you're next up on 98.7 FM. Um, hey, Gordon. Um, thank you for taking my phone call. I have to say I do agree with you with Cole. He's a bit of a head case. He really is. Yeah, it does certainly. It seems much more mental than physical. That's for sure. Yeah, and then on your your quarterback point, yeah, you. I'm a 49er fan, and look what we going through. So I feel bad for uh, Zach Wilson because you know he needs a chance to play. If he get injured, I mean, the guy plays good for two minutes, and now you want to annoy him, the number one quarterback, because you know <laughs> coaches, a bit strange. you know, and they back in their mind, but fans, but coaches like they need wins because sometimes when they need wins. Their job depend on wins, you know? Yeah, I get it, Brian, and thanks for the phone call. And, look, they got one win, right? They got a win here, so it's not they're not going to start 0-3 to start the season. It's not like you you got to find a way to, to win, you know, six games in, in the last 14. You know, you got one off the board. Maybe, I don't know, you might be able to beat the Bengals. Bengals are 0-2. Uh, they've certainly struggled protecting for, for Joe Burrow. So I think that, the, look, in training camp, I heard all about the Jets' great pass rush. Then they should feast. They should be, there should be a feast this Sunday against the Bengals. There's no better situation the Jets will find themselves in in terms of rushing the quarterback than the problems that the Bengals have had keeping uh, Joe Burrow upright. And, and kind of Joe Burrow, you know, Joe Burrow has a style where he likes to, to hold on to the ball for a long time so that his receivers can get open. So he's a little bit more prone to to sacks so this is a great situation for the jets but this idea that you know oh we we, we got to win games no what, what you got to do you know there's no mandate of winning 10 games or nine games or eight games you have to be better than you were last year which to me would be six wins but even more important than that you got to get your your franchise quarterback and find out if he truly is your franchise quarterback you can't do that yet until zach wilson's healthy but when he is at, at the moment he is you got to get him in there. It's all—it's almost like you're waiting for somebody to go on a trip. Like when they finally get to where you are to go and leave for the trip, you got to get. There's no hey, hi, how are you? Get in the car and let's go. We got to move. Let's go. Get your shoes on and let. It's like I'm yelling at my kid. Get your shoes on and let's go. Come on, we got to pick it up. Pick it up. There's been plenty of times I've gone places with my kids. They don't even have shoes on. I'm like, what are you doing? Well, I don't need shoes. I'm not getting out of the car. What if the car breaks down? Kids today. All right, let's go back to the phones. Uh, let's see here. Dan is in New York. Dan, you're next up on ESPN New York. Hey, Gordon. Thanks for taking the call. I was just calling about Aaron Judge and um, breaking the record uh, coming up here soon. Um, I'm a Met fan, so I don't even have a horse in the race here. But if I'm thinking in the uh, the mind of a Yankee fan, they obviously want him to do it at home. I'm sure Judge wants that sure. too, and they would love to do it against the Red Sox. 
But if I'm the Red Sox, their season's been over for quite a while, like you said earlier. So the only thing they can do is play spoiler. And right now, the way they play spoiler is I don't throw one single strike to judge today or tomorrow and say, have fun doing it up in Toronto. Yeah, look, Dan, I, I mean, it, it's kind of late in the game, and, and thanks for the phone call. I don't know why people have been pitching to him this entire year. I mean, they were, you know, Torres is kind of – Glaber's gotten hot here a little bit, but, I mean, there was a lot of the season where, where Torres was hitting behind him, and up until recently, Torres was like one of the least productive players in the sport. Uh, he, he, was, he was terrible. So there was no protection for him in the lineup. Now that Rizzo's back, you, you know, he has, he's a little bit more protection there. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know why people have been pitching to him this entire time. So, you know, putting myself in the mind of a Red Sox fan, I would not want any of my guys throwing anything near Aaron Judge. And at least the first – last night uh, uh, they, they were throwing at him. You know, I mean, there were, they, they were pitches to hit for Judge last night. And there's a, you know, there's a tremendous amount of pressure on him when every at-bat, everybody's standing – Every at-bat that does not result in a home run, there's like a, a, an audible groan. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll see if it happens this weekend. I hope it happens today. Uh, but there is a part of me that, like, as soon as that's over, and then I'm going to have to be, like, looking ahead to the postseason and, and what I think my Yankee team's chances are. And, and right now, with, with, with Cole pitching the way that he is, the, the, the rest of the lineup really outside of Judge, it's nice that Torres has picked things up, Donaldson's picked things up. Uh, but you need to see a whole lot. It doesn't feel like things are pointed in the right direction right now. It doesn't feel like this team is firing all, on all cylinders with a week or so to go. Uh, or I guess for them, it would be more than that because they're going to get the bye in the first round. But it doesn't feel like a team that is pointed in the right direction right now. Uh, let's go out to, uh, let's see here. Anthony is in Bayside. Anthony, you're next up on 98.7 FM. Gordon, what I'm going to say is I don't think a lot of people are going to like, and I want to preface it by saying, I'm a diehard Yankee fan my whole okay. life. Um, right. But I think it's going to be a big mistake if the Yankees sign Aaron Judge to the contract that they're going to be forced to sign him to. Now, I say forced because at this point, I don't think they have a choice. But Aaron Judge is going to be a 31-year-old man. I know he looks young. A lot of people don't know he's that age. But he's 30 years old, going to be 31. He's going to probably have to – and the money doesn't bother me. The money is relative when it comes to Major League Baseball. The Yankees are going to make it back, you know, times 10. But it's the years. When you're locking yeah. up this guy, he's probably going to want – I mean, if you look at a Mookie Betts deal, which is going to be comparable, he's probably going to want seven to eight years, maybe nine if he gets crazy. So now we're talking about we're going to be paying this guy to have him around for what's probably going to be the majority of his declining years. So – we're going to be paying him at 34. We're going to be paying him at 35. We may not want him then. And nobody's going to – I mean, if you want to look into a comparison, we have him on our team. Look at Giancarlo Stanton. He's a guy who got a long-term deal for a ton of money, and now he's not worth that deal. So I say that to say this. Do you have to sign him to a deal? Of course you do. I mean, there'll be mayhem in the streets if if the Yankees. Oh my God! I, there's almost yeah, a macabre I mean, part crazy. of me, Anthony, that wants to, just to, to kind of get a vision of what that would be like because it would be unlike anything we've ever seen. Well, let me ask you a question though, Gordon, and I think and I think we both know the answer to this. And I think if Yankee fans who are listening to your show are being honest with themselves, you're not going to want Aaron Judge, who's also an injury-prone guy. I mean, it's not like he's had a clean slate. 
He's injury prone. Yeah. So you're not gonna want to. You're not gonna want an injury prone guy at 37 years old, at 36 years old, 35 years old. I mean, those are not prime years for baseball players. Ten years before that are prime years. 28, 27, 29. We have him now at a prime year, and he's you know he's gonna go for a, a triple crown, obviously. But do you want him? Seven years from now, where you're locked into a deal that you can't get out of, that no team is going to trade for, I don't think you do. And, Gordon, before I let you go, let me say one more thing. The Yankees dodged a major bullet last night. If he would have went and hit two home runs last night on that Apple TV garbage, (laughs) there would have been a big problem from a lot of Yankee fans, including Uh, myself. I don't have Apple TV. Yeah, no, Anthony, I hear you. Thanks for the phone call. Look, uh, the Apple TV broadcast uh, aside, uh, you know, you're not wrong, but what choice do you have? Like, you're talking about seven years down the road. That's seven years down the road, man. What, what are you going to do next year? Like, do you have any confidence at all that if the Yankees take the money that would be slated for Aaron Judge and they end up using that money someplace else to improve the team, do you think that you would get the production that would get would, in, in, you know, in totality, you know, you take some of it and you spend it on a starter. You take some of it, and you use it on a position player that you would be able to find equal value. And I get it. Those contracts for 30 year olds or, or 30 plus year olds. I mean, Albert Pujols, look, that was a perfect example. I mean, look at his contract. It's great that he's finishing with a bang, but there were a lot of years there where that was just lost money. So I get it, but I don't really think the Yankees have any choice. I mean, if they if they are the Yankee monta, uh, uh, motto right now or mantra right now is about being good every single year, being in the playoffs every single year. It seems very hard to envision a way that you're going to be able to be good every single year with that big of a hole. That's the thing that's been holding you up the the, the entire year. Is that my bigger concern is that if they do sign Judge, and I think that they will sign Judge is that they ain't going to have any wiggle room to improve anything else. It's going to be you're going to sign Judge, and they'll make a little move here and a little move there, and that'll be it for the offseason. And it depends on how this season ends, but this does not feel like a complete team. It has not felt like a complete team here the last couple of years. They make one big move, and then they go cheap on all the other little things to stay under the budget and everything else. And it definitely feels like if you're going to be sinking – uh, you know, as much money as you're talking about in our judgment, $40 million a year, there's not going to be much left else left for improvements elsewhere. And even with Aaron Judge back, as great as he is, there's going to need to be improvements elsewhere. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up next, it is Stump Rothenberg. It is 98.7 FM. ESPN. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. He knows sports. I'm intrigued by a lot of guys. And he's very humble. I go away, this show dies. So now it's time to see if you can stump Rothenberg. Is the DS4 or 7, by the way? Oh, yes, it is that time, people. A little late, but it is time for Stump Rothenberg. And I should tell you, Stump Rothenberg is brought to you by Slomans. Now, the last time I filled in for Dane, It was about a month ago, and I put on a performance for the ages. I had seven questions asked, and I got all seven right. So you might be saying to yourself, can Gordon match that? Can Gordon beat that? And I, as Gordon, can tell you no. No, I cannot. That that is a once in a lot. That was the Jets at the Browns. 
That was a miracle performance that, for me, will never be mad. This is not my strong suit. And I generally tell you ahead of time, if you're going to ask a question about hockey, don't bother. Don't, I'm not, I'm, I, we're not doing hockey questions today. My field of focus is very narrow. It's, it's 80s wrestlers. It's baseball. It's football. It's Breaking Bad. It's, uh, you know, great movies of all time. It's not how many dimples there are in a golf ball. I, I don't know. I don't care. All right? So if you got something good, certainly the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN is a telephone number. Uh, we'll start things off. We'll go to uh, Chris is in Beth Page. Chris is a much a staple of Stump Rothenberg as Stump Rothenberg itself. So, Chris, you're first up, my friend. Uh, thank you, Gordon. And uh, it's funny. I think I've probably called you maybe five times when you're doing this. I think you're 5-0 against me. I don't think really? Well, yeah. no, that, you, know, you know how that's going to go. It's like well, when you mentioned the field goal kicker has never missed a kick. You know what's going to happen next. Yeah. That's true. Um, okay, so... Which NFL franchise has had the most head coaches represented in the Super Bowl? Uh, the most coaches in the Super Bowl. I feel like I've heard this before. I feel like I might have had it before. And you would think that I would um, kind of remember it. There's one that sticks out in my mind right away, and I'm not sure if it's because um, I feel like I've had this question before on this segment. I don't, I don't know if it was you or not. Um, I just want to think here for a second. The first one that comes to my mind is the Broncos because they've had a, a bunch of different coaches. Dan Reeves was obviously there. Um it's, well, they've been in a lot of Super Bowl. I'll, I'll give it to you. You don't have to waste time. You, you that's right. Give yourself. Is that right? Point. All right, good. Broncos. Yeah. There you go. All right. You know, I always get a little worried, Chris, when uh, it comes to me quickly because that, when when I get them wrong, sometimes that's the way I get them wrong. I get I I, I don't I don't think things through. So we're all, we're already off and running again. We're we're unbeaten in our last eight questions. Now, Harvey. Joe, do you guys have questions today as well? Have you lined up questions? Yeah, I got one for you. All right, Harvey. uh, Give it to me. So, as we all know, Garrett Cole, um, not good so far. 31 homers given this year. Well, he's been good, yeah, but he's not been. He's he's not not an ace. No, not not an ace. ace. That's what I mean. We've established that throughout the course of the show today. All right, Gordon. Of the 31 homers, give me who, who who he gave up his first home run to. Name of the player. He gave up his first. He, well, he gave it up. Um, he gave it up in the in the season debut against the Red Sox. Um, again, I have an, I have one in my mind, but I don't know if it's the right one. Uh, he gave it up right away. It, I want to say it's Verdugo, but was that the one? Was that the first one? I don't know if that's the one he gave. He gave up a couple in that then that season opening game, and then of course it became the whole thing about you know Billy Crystal and everything else. Um, did he only give up one home run in that game? I thought he gave up more than one, but it might have just been the one. Um, was it Devers? Damn it, I can't. Uh, 
I think it might have been. De it was the first. It was the first inning. I'm almost positive. I'm. I'm gonna go with Devers because Devers owns the Yankees. It almost has to be. Uh, Where's the Verdugo? I don't feel comfortable locking in either. I'll go with Devers because he's been better against the Yankees overall. All right, Gordon. For Pete's sake. You got it. All right, here we go. Took a while to get, yeah. I, I, see, again, that one I would have went Verdugo. I thought it was Verdugo that had. Verdugo, I think, had like a base hit, like a big base hit in that game against him as well. I might Gordon, you're right It's a long time that. ago. I have All right, 2-0 off you. the bat. What do you got? What do we got? Next up, Joe, you got yes, one? I've got three for you, actually. Three? Well, let's do one at a time. Let's get the callers yes. involved and everything else. But I'll do the first one. All right. In a singular World Series, who has the most RBIs? Most RBIs in one World Series. Yep. Now, I ask this all the time when I – is this somebody that I saw play? I'm 51 years old. Um – so is this something from before I would have been alive, or is is this something that I would have seen, you know, 70s, 80s? This is something that you would not have seen live, but okay. you should know this name. As a Yankee fan, you should know this name. Okay. Well, I mean, as a Yankee fan, I, I'm going to say it's probably, you know, it's probably not this person because it's too obvious of an answer, but it probably has to be in those, you know, the Yankee teams that won all the World Series. So I'll say Mickey Mantle. Final answer? Yeah, I'm sure it's not right, but uh, I'll stick with it. Yep, Mickey Mantle. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. It's Bobby Richardson. All right. Hey, yeah, I'm not, I'm, yeah, that's a, that's another one of the rules. I should have laid that one out there before the the start of it. Uh, if I if not if I've not seen it, there's no. The, I have almost no chance of because the answers are never going to be the obvious thing. Like Mickey Mantle, I'm sure had massive World Series, but do you know what the number was? The number was 12 RBIs. 12 RBIs. Okay. Well, good one. All right. Nice. Uh, two and one. All right. Let's go to uh, Anthony. Is in the mail truck. Anthony. <laughs> My familiar foe, yes. How are you? I'm good, Anthony. I'll tell you in a minute here. Good. Um, so I I didn't like the fact that you thought that I cheated on on your uh, on never your, uh, on game. Well, you you have had a very good run of luck, but I, I would it's never. Just, I do not I'm just uh, very cast, good. look. If you're cheating at the game, then that's on you. It's not on me. I would never cast aspersions of anybody cheating. Yeah, and I'm because I don't like it when people say that about right. me. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Yep. Who has managed a team that has won 100 games in both the American League and National League? There have been four managers that have done it all time. Can you name two of them? Um, AL and NL, and there's four of them that have Correct. done it. Well, I would think that... Bobby Cox probably did it. Uh, not my final answer as of yet. Um, ALNL. Um, I don't know if Bobby Cox did it with the Blue Jays or not. Um, I'm going to say, I got to think that Tony LaRussa has probably done it. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Now, uh, again, I'll ask the question. Um, 
are are some of these guys guys that I would not have seen manage, or are these guys? Yes. So, so two you probably haven't seen manage, and two you definitely have. So I got two that I have but, definitely but seen all, manage. Yes, and they're all very well known coaches. Hmm. I don't know that I'm going to know this or not. Um, Two guys that I've seen manage, two guys I've not seen manage. Oh, you know, I didn't think of of Sparky Anderson. He might be a possibility. Um... I'm going to go with LaRussa, and I'm going to go with Sparky. I don't know if Bobby Cox ever won 100 games with the Blue Jays. So I'll go with Sparky Anderson, and I'll go with, with Tony LaRussa. That a boy, Gordon. Did I get them both? Yeah, and the nice. other Nice. Who are the two, two guys that I didn't um, know? Whitey Herzog, and uh, there's there's one on uh, here I that, have thought of you know, he's obviously, he's obviously going to get 100 this year, and that's Dusty Baker. Gotcha. All right, Whitey, Whitey Herzog is not one. Uh, that's one that I, I saw. I saw Whitey Herzog, man. I, w- I was thinking you were you were going back to like you know like Connie Mack or you know like something like that. All right. So what are we? Uh, two and one. Two and two. Three and one. Currently. Three and one. All right. Three and one. That's a that's a good start. All right. We got. Uh, I can go take one more here. We'll do Dion in Queens. Dion. You're probably going to be the last one because I like to end, always end with a winning with a winning record. So uh, give me what you got, Dion. Okay, got it. I don't blame you. Uh, 80s wrestler. Okay. Who in the history of the WWE, who's the longest reigning intercontinental champion in the history of the company? Ooh, longest intercontinental champion. Um, This is an 80s guy? 80s wrestler, yes. Man, there's a lot of guys that I can think of. 80s guys. Tito Santana is the first one that comes to mind. Um, Macho Man held it for a long time. I feel like uh, Greg Valentine had it for a long time. I think the Honky Tonk Man had it for a long time. You got it. Which one? I I said a lot of them there. Which one did I... Honky Tonk Man. All right, there you go. I mean, that was a ni- that was a nice gift for. I don't know that I necessarily. You got to You got to You got to allow it to to breathe a little. I don't bit like there, that at all, Gordon. What? I don't like that at all. Well, he gave it up. I what was it's not my. You can't blame me on that one. No, but that's a win for me though. It's a bad job, right Dion, there. Four and one. Better. What's yes, that? Dion's got to be better. You are. He's got to be better. That you got to know. You you got to let it breathe. I, I get. I threw out like four, I could have just. I, if that were the case, I could just name like 17 things every single time and I'd get it right every single time. People are very, very kind. They're nice to me. And, and for that reason, I feel like that's Stump Rothenberg, people. Brought to you by Slowman's Low Price Home Heating Oil and 24-hour service. You can't beat that. 
Call 1-866-OIL-DEAL right now to see how much you can save this winter on heating oil with Slomans. That's 1-866-OIL-DEAL. Coming up, we'll get back to your phone calls on the Yankees, on the Jets. We've not touched on the Giants at all yet. We'll do that next. It is Gordon Damer in for Dave. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. It is uh, the Dave Rothenberg Show. It is Gordon Damer filling in for Dave today. And today's New York Yankees injury report is brought to you by Total Orthopedic Spine and Sports Medicine. And, uh, look, the Yankees have dealt with a lot of injuries, still dealing with one uh, with uh, DJ LeMahieu, and that does not look good. They were hoping that he was going to be able to get back here on this homestand. Uh, but he is still not really able to swing the bat 100%. Uh, he said, uh, quote, it's two weeks. It's a little better. We have a week and a half left in the season, so I don't want to just shut it down and have to ramp up again. So I'm staying as ready as I can without being stupid. I don't think at this point it's really going to go away. It's just stay ready and let them know how I feel. I'll be ready to go whenever that day is. So it looks like it's the type of thing that's not going to really heal itself much more than it already has. Uh, and before he went on the IL, it was obviously uh, impacting him. Uh, there's no other way about it. So uh, we'll see. Uh, I think it was uh, – I have numbers here somewhere. He was 10 for his last 78 with no extra base hits. So I don't know, you know, how much you really can expect. If that's an injury that's not going to actually heal, he's just going to have to deal with the pain. I don't know how much uh, of a um, factor – that D.J. LeMahieu is going to be in this Yankee postseason run, no matter how long it is. Uh, and that is the Yankees Injury Report, brought to you by Total Orthopedics, Spine and Sports Medicine. Total Ortho, Ortho Express is Long Island's premier orthopedic immediate care, where no appointment is needed. After all, time does not heal wounds. They do. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776 is the phone number. Well, let's go to uh, John is in Forest Hills. John. You're next up on ESPN New York. Hi, Gordon. How are you? I'm good, John. What's up? I got two questions, one on Cole and the other on Judge. On Cole, the 31 home runs he's given up, 15 to the Red Sox. I got to believe he's tipping his pitches because Alex Cora is very good at picking up things like that. So it's still a source of concern, but you know what? They're not playing the Red Sox in the playoffs. The other on Judge and – before you kill me on this, I'm just going to throw it out there. I think the Yankees could actually make him a $500 million offer. Now, having said that, $100 million is deferred after he retires. But the first eight years, they give him $40 million a year. And then they give him some bonuses in there if he gets Silver Slugger, Home Run, MVP, Triple Crown. And then when he gets to year eight, if he hits at least 20 home runs, they vest nine for, for $25 million. And if he hits 20 more, 20 more home runs in year nine, they vest it for another $25 million. So it's really a 10-year contract worth $500 million. Well, look, John, and thanks for the phone call. Uh, I don't think the Yankees will go to that, that extreme. Uh, if that's where they have to go, I don't think that they will do that. 
Now, I've always felt like Judge will be back. I think that they'll figure out a deal. Uh, they need they need him more than he needs them, although I think him needing them is also kind of true. Like, I think that there is something to being a forever Yankee, which he would be, um, but I don't think that they'll go to the extremes of $400 million uh, or $500 million. <laughs> and in terms of Cole tipping pitches, the problem is the, the the home run ball, that's not just an issue against the Red Sox. Now, it's more an issue against the Red Sox because the Red Sox own him. And he faces them more than, you know, a lot of other teams. But we've seen this against the Angels. We've seen this in other spots this year where something goes wrong and he melts down. The pressure, he might have shoes that say pressure is a privilege. But on the mound this year, pressure has been a problem. And when the postseason's right around the corner, that's a big problem. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up next, we'll get into the Giants as they get set to face the Cowboys. It is the Gordon Damer Show, filling in for Dave, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York.